Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Handbags at Dawn, the podcast that believes you can tell a lot about a person from the contents of their bag. You may run broken crayons from restaurants and emergency 20ps, but on this show, there's nowhere to hide. Ah! We're your intrepid handbag explorers, Charlotte Edmonds and Jessica Johnson. I'm a TV creative with nine years of experience at Psycho TV, and I'm a mum of two with five years of experience in overwhelming love and sleep deprivation. I'm a freelance journalist and editor and a full-time mother of two. I'm a lifestyle expert, apart from when it's my own. This is the one where we talk spinning plates, fan armies and mouse tampons with a brilliant best-selling blogger. We are in beautiful Devon today to meet this week's fantastically funny guest. Following the life upheaval involved with becoming a mum, this former finance manager realised there was an untold side of the parenting story, decided honesty was the best policy and started up a blog. The Unmumsy Mum, truthfully charting the daily highs and lows of family life. Now, with over 6 million visitors, her phenomenally successful blog has led to a recently launched best-selling book with another already in progress and a career as a writer and speaker across print and broadcast media as the voice of parenting reason. This is the brilliant Sarah Turner. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Welcome to our show and thank you for having us here. Oh, thanks so much for coming. More than six million. I know. That is incredible. Mind-boggling. I still can't get my head around it, to be honest. When you started, what did you hope for? Figures never came into it when I started. It was just that somebody might read it and find some value in it somewhere along the line. So I can actually remember thinking that it was mad when 5,000 people had visited the blog because I was kind of like that's 5,000 people that I don't know that have read something that I've written that's amazing so when it got to four five six point something million I'm just like holy shit (laughs) (laughs) that is a lot of people and so what was that moment when you first decided that you were actually going to write about your experiences it was a, a culmination of bad experiences as a parent just generally struggling so I was a good year into the whole journey shall we call it I had kind of become disillusioned with everything that I was seeing and reading online. Everything was either really factual, you know, this is how to wean your baby, or it was glossy, everybody smiling, you know, nobody shat through their sleep suit. How you would hope parenthood would be before you become a parent and realise it's actually not like that at all. I was doubtful. Is it just me that's finding it a bit of a storm at times, or are other people struggling? I think we've all had those moments where you're just thinking, it's only me. I'm the only one that, you know, would ever be this rubbish at parenting. And actually, you've tapped into it and shown, actually, that's not the case. Everyone has those moments. Yeah. The amazing thing for me is I get messages from people all the time. So every day that are like, oh, thanks so much for writing this. Made me realise that it's not just me, that what I've been feeling is normal.
normal. And I just have to reply and say, but thank you for making me realize that it's not just me. I was that mum that was struggling to have hundreds of thousands of people say, yay, me too, over here, yep. Just reinforces that I'm not like a massive accident of motherhood. And actually, <laughs> I'm doing all right, yeah. The title you didn't go with. The <laughs> so I'm fascinated to see what the unmumsy mum has in her handbag. Okay. First, tell us about the bag and what it looks like. Okay, so I have got a Fiorelli, is that how we'd say it? We're going to um, go with the S. We're going to yes. go with, yeah, which is a nice leather contraption. I believe it was purchased from John Lewis. I call this my hybrid bag. Throw in half your work life and half your life that's your kids. It has got a zip, but you don't have to do the zip up. No, I mean, God, you can just free will. What am I going to do today? Who am I going to be with the zip? Know. Who knows? So, um... Is today a zip day? Oh, yeah. It's never just... a zip day. No. A zip day means I've got my shit together and packed it up at some level of organisation. So, shall we have a look for shall our first yeah. item? Okay, so item number one, which goes everywhere with me, more so since I've been writing the book, is my laptop. This is what wrote a bestseller. So I have quite a complicated relationship with it because, you know, I owe it so much, but it's terrible in terms of its functionality. <laughs> it can hear you. Well, I know, but it's we true. have fallen out. I bought it when I knew that I was likely to be doing a book and I knew that I needed something to start writing. I bought what I could afford. And if you buy cheap, you buy twice scenario, I think is coming into play because it keeps letting me down. When's the worst time it let you down? It's whenever there's a looming deadline and then it decides it needs to do one of five billion thousand updates before you can go to bed it's fairly new but it comes up with error messages that are so dated like the sort you would get on like a really really old computer where it will say this computer has encountered problems and will now shut down and then it just gives you an unsmiley face which i think it's quite a casual thing isn't it all unsmiley i'm like well it's not really casual because i've got a book deadline um so and i'm doing the typical wife martyr routine with this now so james is very understandingly said well you know you're doing so much writing perhaps now's the time you should go and upgrade it and I'm going no no this is what we bought we'll live by this it's fine as I'm there smacking the keys like <laughs> obviously it's very disrespectful to your laptop because I mean, it is. your laptop has been the portal through which you've created a national bestseller Absolutely. and also a brand you're yes. like trademarked now I, I notice am amazing I am I know all these things that I never thought I would have to worry about do you have to worry about being trademarked yeah, apparently so. <gasps> to protect your intellectual property. I did have that on YouTube. Somebody had set themselves up as the unmumsy mum on YouTube. Do they dress as you? Um, <laughs> they yeah, they weren't vlogging as me, you know, kind of camped outside my house, but they were just pinching videos from my Facebook page and uploading them. So it looked very much like it would be me. Obviously, I had no control over the content. And in the end, I just sent a quite strongly worded message to say, did you know I'm soon to be trademarked and you can't, you know, you can't squat on my name. Finish with an unsmiley face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the international language of doom. Yeah. Exactly. What's the thing that you love the most about the work that you do? The interaction with other mums and some dads actually but just that sense of community like the Facebook page has become a go-to place for parents feeling a bit rubbish to think oh this will cheer me up because those people will understand and not get their judgy hats on and they're just real people yeah. you know. But it's nice you go there because you've realised that maybe you just need a little pick-me-up and then you come away from it laughing. Absolutely. I mean I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with social media so sometimes I'm like I just can't do this anymore it's taking over my life and then occasionally 
I'll get some not so nice comments or some negative feedback from people who don't appreciate your page for varying reasons. It's usually variations on a you don't know how lucky you are type theme where I've kind of learned to either not respond or respond with actually I think if you read my book or the blog in greater detail you'd realise actually it's quite balanced. I love to read a story and then scroll to the bottom to see what yeah, everybody yeah. says. I mean don't we all consume sure. that yeah. way? Yeah. I like the fact that your loyal followers stick up for you oh, in do. the comments. So if someone's got a bit of a beef with you yeah. there's 40 people on here going you just haven't read a book and they've got your back. They really have. It's like a proper army. Somebody's kicked off in the comments before and then I've had messages from people don't worry Sarah we're sorting it out. I loved I honestly I I mean some of the threads people say oh piss myself laughing like you know at something all the time you know just a it's just an expression but I I think I genuinely have wet myself <laughs> laughing at some of the comment oh, threads. Yeah. But it's very funny stuff. I, I laughed a lot in your book. What made you go right the blog's been great but now it's time to commit it to paper. I had kind of toyed with the idea and I'm honestly really quite lazy so the blog was working for me the Facebook page was working it was all great fun and I looked into how do you write a book how do you get published and I'd kind of thought okay so that looks quite complicated I think I'm just going to park that thought for now and carry on as I have been. And then I got a Facebook message from a literary agent saying, I would like to represent you and pitch the Unmumsy Mum book to publishers, which I was like, oh my God. And then the same week, I had an email from an editorial publisher saying, we're interested in your book. So I'm basically the person that anybody that's fought long and hard to write a book would want to smash in the face because <laughs> it was handed to me on a plate. No, it wasn't because you're submitting chapters on a regular basis every yeah. day and you've got time somehow to respond to all your army yeah. when I find it hard to respond to my own mum <laughs> how do you find time by the way to do all that there's so many lovely messages and everyone I read I have that little flutter of oh I'll reply to that one and then I log back on and I've had five more and then it's like I actually impossible can't. to keep and I thought about well, getting somebody to help me manage it but if I'm not going to reply I don't think I would want anybody to reply on my behalf because they're messaging me about something that I've written I had one from a woman in the middle of the night that basically said I've got nobody to talk to I don't know why I'm messaging you but I just felt like you wouldn't judge me if I put all of this out here and it was just like how much she's not enjoying being a mum how it's nothing like she thought it would be and then she beats herself up for days on end because what kind of a mother thinks that and all the rest of it and it was one that I just knew I read it in the middle of the night I think I got up to go for a wee and I came back and awful habit but I just thought oh just check my messages and it was a recent message from her and I sat up in bed and replied then and there because I thought if I don't I won't and I just said that we've all been there or maybe not all of us but I certainly have I really have and understand how you're feeling but if you could see all the other messages I get from mums that are just like you that aren't going to baby groups and saying oh isn't this all a bit crap well Jess was very comforted from your reply that day so <laughs> <laughs> um I really loved the introduction that you wrote to the book where, yeah. you know, obviously to your boys yeah. and you're obviously very aware of the fact that one day they might read some yeah, of the things that you've, that, you've, that you've written in the heat of the moment. You're sort of at the end of your tether or whatever. Yeah. And then it's kind of there forever. And I kind of wondered whether it felt different putting that kind of stuff into a book it to does, the blog. Because yeah. obviously the blog is so immediate. Yeah. And the book is permanent. I mean, I know blog posts of mine have been republished on other sites. They've been picked up by newspapers online. So you know they're there it's not just on my actual blog page but one day I could think oh this isn't me anymore delete and you know the majority of it would be gone 
but the book's out there. And there's not going to be a time where I can be like, recall, you know, when you send an email and you think, oh, you know, wish I hadn't mm -hmm. sent that. I've had massive wobbly moments where I've thought, this isn't right. And that's usually off the back of somebody messaging me to say, I feel sorry for your children. Or, oh. you know, because people are really mean online, like really mean. Things that they would never say to you mm -hmm. if they saw me at Monday's Bounce and Rhyme at the library, but they feel that they're able to say it. You know, you know what I think it's like? And in fact, we saw this on our way down here. I think people on the internet are often like people driving in their cars mm. and they they will be aggressive and mean yeah. in their car in a way that they would never be if they saw you on the street. Very true. I think in my defense, the guy was driving like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's an element of just panicking because it's really easy to focus on the negatives. And then you weigh it up. Like I've had people message to say, this is such an important book. Like this book has changed my life. You know, I no longer feel like I'm failing. And I'm like, I'll just save those messages. And if Henry and Jude ever say, oh, you were quite honest about that day where you said you'd rather be at work. Um, and I think I'll just be like, yeah, but you know, somebody had to say it. Sorry that it was your mummy, but you know, um, I hope you understand. Which part of it did you enjoy writing the most? None of it felt like a chore. I wrote a chapter called Spinning Plates which is all about how you're trying to do everything all of the time and sometimes you've just got to let one of the plates smash. And I think that was my favourite chapter because it summed up kind of how I feel about motherhood. I actually can't do everything. Something's going to have to give. So, so which was the plate that smashed? Uh, it's usually the household plate. But yeah. that's the sort of stuff that when you look back, you're not going to remember the day where your house was pristine. You are going to remember the day you went outside and played in Paddington Pool yeah. and didn't give a it's crap. so true. My mum gave me a really good piece of advice when I had kids. I was feeling that whole, I've got to be amazing. I yeah. have to... Have the dinner on the table, ready yeah. for when my husband walks in through the door, wearing fluffy slippers and a see-through negligee, yeah. or whatever it was. Not that never happens. Just <laughs> I wasn't wearing a negligee. No, um, um, and so she gave me this brilliant tip, and she went, "Never admit that you haven't made dinner." Always set the table and put condiments out because that gives them the idea that dinner is coming even if you've done nothing about it. These yeah. are the helpful tips I want to yeah. share. <laughs> yeah, because that's the spinning plate that I always let yeah. drop. I feel like I have weeks where one plate is in favour. You know, there'll be a week where I'm kind of quite work heavy and then that's probably to the detriment of the boys because I am on the phone trying to speak to my publisher while wiping Henry's bum. He shouted, finished! And I'm trying to go shh, shh, shh because I'm trying to discuss, you know, deadlines. Where you feel like you're there but you're not really there but then I'll have other weeks where I'm like no we're going to go out and we're going to do things and then I'll realise that the work is backing up you never successfully manage to juggle either so when you're writing is yeah. it very Carrie Bradshaw do you sit in cafes where do you write I don't have an office so sat on the sofa with a cup of tea possibly in my pyjamas it's not very glamorous not quite how you picture it. When I thought about being an author, I imagined having like a really nice desk with one of those nice green lamps, you know, like do, a lawyer yeah. or, or a doctor would have. Probably, a beret, pro perhaps? Yeah, <laughs> pro probably in one, in like an, in a, you know, like an oak panelled library Ooh, type yes. room setting. And there would probably be a Springer Spaniel on the mat. Um, there would definitely be a window seat because I'd be looking out to my grounds. It was never sat on the sofa in my dressing gown with the laptop on my lap cursing it because it's come up with its unsmiley face. It hasn't been very glamorous. I can remember saying to my agent, which is probably the most glamorous bit about being an author, is having an agent. When people message me and I have to say, I'm really sorry if I sound like a knob, but I have to ask my agent. And they're like, ooh. <laughs> she said, actually, if you were to set yourself up with a really formal desk environment in another room, that you might find that the writing just doesn't come out the way that it has been because sat on the sofa in your PJs is how you've been blogging and that's what's worked. Can you imagine? Yeah. I would have loved it today 
we turned up and you were like head to foot Chanel <laughs> and we were shown through and there were canapes and you oh. were like darlings fur coat off know. and then you go I really have to tone it down for the book <laughs> you know for the fans allow the children to be shown in now now take them back out again they're awfully messy remove yeah. the children Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, I have to tell you, I went to a book events meeting groups of mums who were just lovely. This one mum came up to me at the end and she said, I don't know how to say this to you without it sounding not very complimentary. And what I was, was kind of like, going? what is she going to say? God, and she goes, no, no, no it is 100% a compliment. And I was like, okay. She said, um, I just think it's really nice that you've turned up and you're really ordinary. <laughs> and I was like... Right, okay. Thanks. And she goes, I knew it wouldn't come out right. And I'm like, no, no, carry on, you know. And she said, what I mean is, and it's exactly what you were saying, joking. She said, I kind of wondered if you would turn up and you would be something different from what we anticipated that you would be, that you would be very polished and exceedingly well turned out. And she's like, not that you're not well turned out, this is coming out all wrong. It's just the fact that you are actually just really normal. And I was like, no, I will take that as a compliment. It's fine. <laughs> Did you want to turn around and go, well, you're very honest and that's not meant as a compliment. At all, so don't take it as one. There's nothing extraordinary about me. I'm very ordinary. It's pretty extraordinary what you're doing now, though, isn't it? And being trademarked, you know. I know. You're stuff. obsessed with that. I'm obsessed with trademark. <laughs> Are you working upon your podcast? It's probably time to have another rummage in the another bag. Item. Second okay. item. Okay. So item number two is an item that when I had an initial rummage in my bag, I thought. Ooh, these are the things that are always in my bag and it was something that I put to one side because I thought well nobody would talk about this as their chosen item and then I thought well that goes against the ethos of my blog because I talk openly and honest about everything so item number two from my bag that comes everywhere with me is da, 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 a tampon there she is there she is I'll just leave her there <laughs> so many messages on the blog and pictures of children who have ransacked bags and taken out tampons thinking that they're sweets 
That's quite a or common one. a little one. mouse to play or with. Or a little mouse to mm. play with. Who thinks it's a little mouse? My little boy. <laughs> I found him in my bedroom the other day. I, well, you always know something is going on quiet. when it's quiet. Yeah. And I went in and the entire contents of my bag had been spilt all over my bedroom floor. He was covered in lipstick and he was just sitting there with two little tampons squeaking like a mouse. <laughs> Just playing with them, both of them, having a lovely time. Yeah. And I just thought, there Back you go, my... son. Yeah. It's a really lovely story, but it's made me never want to use one again. <laughs> In <laughs> I feel like Richard Gere, but a lady. You know that story? <laughs> it's an urban myth, people, but we all know it. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> We've reached That's a new level. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry, I should regain composure. I think it's a very important thing to talk about because it's very symbolic that you have nothing that you're hiding and you're being open and honest about how it really is for women. Well, it, it struck me that if my initial instinct was, oh, well, obviously that's not something you would talk about. And then I thought, well, it's not something that I'm ashamed of. So why wouldn't we talk about it? I mean, it is embarrassing when it drops out when you're at the parking meter and it's always when there's either a really hunky man or somebody really elderly. But yeah, it's just one of those things. I think periods generally we just don't chat about. I've been so candid in the book with regards to childbirth and sex after having kids and all of that. But still, it's not something that comes up in conversation very often, I don't think. so. I'm only smiling because in my household it does every day when I'm slightly <laughs> miserable. I get my husband going, is it... Um, that time. Know, and I always go, is it yours? <laughs> 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 it is. <laughs> I think periods have another dimension as well when you feel as if you've completed your family because before that you know that they are going to serve you a purpose if that makes sense you know there was always that we knew we would want to have children a time of the month was kind of oh well at some point that will come in useful and now I'm like oh you know <laughs> this is irritating but yeah one of those things it is one of those things it's a funny conversation to have nowhere to go with it because I'm thinking about we have a lot of male listeners and yeah. I'm instantly starting to go we shouldn't be talking about this because yeah. I don't want people to turn off and again that's a strange thing if it half is. the population has something that happens to them yeah exactly why should it be so secret and yeah. also this is handbags at dawn and show me a woman our age who doesn't have tampons in her bag well, do you know what she'll be doing she'll be the one the stranger in the bathroom going uh, excuse me hello <laughs> has anybody got um yeah. it's all about being Court prepared short. isn't it yeah. it's quite bleak that kind of post kids when you go that's it now yeah the last two or three months for the first time in my whole life I've been really broody I've never been somebody that's had the urge to hold a newborn baby and sniff its head I've always been more kind of like oh what do I do with it and then when it's one and walking around I'm kind of like okay I can get on board with this I didn't really enjoy the baby stage and I've started looking at other people's babies going oh look oh would you just look at his hands oh I think my body is telling me that now is the time that I should have had children. I'd had them too early. What age were you when you had your children? When I had Henry, I was 24. So I feel like my body is saying to me now, go forth and fill your womb, knowing that baby bit is done and dusted. I've completed that level. And there's an element of, you know, maybe I didn't appreciate it. And the reason I didn't appreciate it, I think, is because it was so hard. So now I've got the backup testimony of hundreds of thousands of women saying, no, it is really hard. I'm starting to wonder, oh, if I'd had my children now, I know what to expect. I'm not putting so much pressure on myself you're very introspective I notice yeah do you ever wish that you didn't think about everything as much as you do yeah but then that's just something else that I think about thinking 
about <laughs> think, thinking about not thinking about things. Yeah, my brain is so noisy all the time, and some of that's really positive. But I do reflect on things. I'm forever thinking, was that the right thing to do? Oh, what if I had done it this way? Because your life and your work is so mixed up, yeah. it must be so hard to compartmentalize things yeah. and go work life and have some quiet space for yourself yeah. in the middle has it become an issue ever the fact that you haven't been able to turn off yes and no I think probably in terms of you know James is trying to talk to me about something and I'm doing a really bad job of pretending to listen and then actually when I go to bed I think I should give him an hour of uninterrupted you know and it is a bit like that and then what about kind of going forward as the boys get older and you kind of move into the sort of next stage yeah. of motherhood and obviously you're saying now baby level complete. Yeah, I have had people message me asking me if I would consider having another baby because it would be helpful for them. Like My, that, no. I'm, yeah, sure. <laughs> what the hell? You know? I'm ready and I'm steady. That's the sound of someone telling us we have to move on to your last item. Okay, Shall we have so, a fumble? Yeah. The last item is something I actually never go anywhere without in any of my bags, and that's raisins. Oh, oh raisins. So they have been opened. Um, of course. In which month? Because that's the main thing know. for me. If there it's are, more than six months ago, that's some, probably a no. There are some in the bottom of the bag, always. I feel like if ever I was stuck somewhere, got caught in traffic, there would be a little trusty cardboard box of, of raisins there on the hand to see me through. We all eat boxes of raisins. I think they're a very agreeable snack. What's the weirdest food of your children's that you've ever eaten? I mean, I think I've been the whole hog. I've had pouches. The fruit ones, not like beef. Yeah, yeah. Not like beef <laughs> on. You know, when the kids are going, I don't want that. You're like, no one does. They are revolting. I've had rice cakes. Baby bells. I tend to have a baby bell on the side. It's very sophisticated. Yeah, yeah, like on a cheese board. Yeah, sometimes (laughs) with a yeah, yeah, with some breadsticks. I make kind of like a a kids crap tapas, and we have (laughs) crap ass. Hashtag. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. what is it about kids' food that makes it so appealing? Like the little teeny sandwiches or the kind of half-eaten petty filou? I tell you exactly what it is, Jess. It's a lack of calories. Yeah. I eat this and go, this is like eating celery. If you're standing up and you're in the kitchen and you're just like munching on leftovers, then that doesn't count, does doesn't it? doesn't count. No. Like that scene in This Is 40 when he's trying to throw away the cupcakes and he's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's the end of our dinner time. I, I know people who literally, as soon as the kids finish eating, get the fairy liquid and squirt it across yeah. the room so that, yeah. to stop them yeah. from just, you know. So alluring, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Like my daughter's even coined a term for it. She calls it pinching. <laughs> Children are infuriatingly slow when they eat. Uh, Smear it around, examine it with their fingers, rub the texture. And you're like, oh, we've been here for three hours. It's time for the next meal. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, right, we'll just hurry this along by me eating it all. Yeah. The other day I said, you must use your knife and fork. Must. And she went, but you do it, mummy. And I was like, what do you mean? She went, you do pinching. Pinching. <laughs> so this is it. I loved how you pinched the tampon. To pinch yeah. the tampon. <laughs> Just to right. this is my technique. <laughs> pinching, see, it works. I think I eat really quickly, like really quickly. I don't know if that's a parent thing because you just think you don't know when you're going to get time. So you just like shovel the food down. But I also think it's because in childhood, my dad was a pincher. He would hover over me and my sister and say, are you finished with that? 30 seconds into the meal. Are you going to eat? that you know we'd have to set out what we might eat and what we might not and I'd find myself kind of sacrificing a sausage no you're all right dad you can have 
So, and I wonder if that's why I eat so quickly because it was like, well, you know, get, 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 get two thirds of the meal in before dad comes pinching. So actually talking about little pick-me-ups, the reason we eat these raisins is because we're knackered. Yeah. They're just packed with sugar, which actually is a good point to lead on to this week's tiredness competition. I don't know if you know this, Sarah, but we do a tiredness competition because a lot of the time as parents, people go, I'm so tired. Well, that's interesting, but I'm actually the most tired. We've made it a formal competition. That is yeah. what it is. So does anyone around the table have a tiredness entry? Well, I will kick things off. It was my birthday the other day. So we went out for a little kind of dinner. First time we'd gone out together in a long time, actually, okay. when we thought about it. We were very excited. Yeah. My mum was babysitting. You know, we went out for drinks beforehand. Oh, wow. A deadly mistake. Because by the time we actually sat down for dinner, we were exhausted. My contact lenses had begun to feel like unlicked stamps yeah. in my eyes. <laughs> yeah. And we actually called to see if we could get our taxi home booked earlier. Oh, oh Jess, this is really tragic. It was tragic. And actually, I could see him thinking, well, this is the last time we bother doing this. I think then. he'd gone wrong on the alcohol. It was you so, have we to, we you have to no, 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 say these You things. have to really go for it. Yeah. I've lost my tactics. You've lost it. Yeah, yeah. I need to sort that out. My, mine's, Charlotte? Mine's pitiful and so short. I was doing some freelance creative work for a company the other day. And we were standing casually talking creatively in the kitchen area, chatting about the work I was going to do for her and trying to fill up my cup with instant coffee. Sounds simple enough, doesn't it? The cup wouldn't fill. So it's like scooping it and putting it in the cup and it wasn't arriving in the cup. So I did four different scoops whilst talking, sort of slightly distracted. And um, my boss for the day just held my hand. I thought she's gone very familiar <laughs> and just turned the spoon over so that it was cup side up. <laughs> and she went, that'll help. And in it went. I was so tired. I was using a spoon roll. <laughs> Okay. Probably the, the most tired I've been recently was following the most mammoth book writing stint. So I had a deadline and then Henry had chicken pox, so couldn't go to preschool. So I'd had him in the day, which was supposed to be my final writing day. And obviously that went out the window. So I started my working day at like 8pm. But I set my alarm for past four so that I could get up and get a couple of hours writing in. I had to take due to the childminders and I had forgotten to pack any nappies we've also forgotten his lunch pack so I basically in his change bag had packed no changing stuff no food I don't think I'd packed a pair of trousers back up I bought you a bag (laughs) have a lovely day it was so shameful (laughs) I'd completely failed on the parenting front and I was so tired like just ridiculously tired I'd forgotten everything this is when we don't take a picture and this is all maybe you did yeah no I didn't I don't don't think I did because I think I'm quite happy to display the good, the bad and the ugly on my blog and social media but perhaps not the neglectful <laughs> <laughs> there is a line there is a line this all sounds great but you in the way of the TV this is the sound of someone telling us we have to end it here, thank you so much for thank talking you. to us today Sarah, we've loved it good luck with the next book what's the next one? well the next one I've just started entering into discussions about so it's kind of Ooh, it's secretive. Secretive. I mean, this is an exclusive, I haven't really talked talked about the second book yet I just haven't cemented exactly what it's going to be yet you yeah. heard it here first we're getting folks. there yeah I'm now just starting to feel hyper aware that there's a tampon on the table so I, w- <laughs> I will if it's all the same to you I will just put that back in my bag <laughs> where can people find you they can find me on Facebook 
Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, all as The Unmumsy Mum. And all of those link to my blog, which in turn link to my book if you want it. You do want it. I'm it's there. brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> We've absolutely loved having you here today. We are at Handbags Podcast on Instagram and Twitter if you want to speak to us. And we will look forward to speaking to you again next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> Yeah, you can. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.